The views and opinions expressed on From the Mouths of Madness are that of the panel and not of the Geeks Under the Influence Network or their sponsors, Amazon.com and TeePublic.com. Listeners, beware. Straight from the Mouths of Madness. I'm one of the hosts of Lowdown. With me, as always, is... F.U. Hunter. What's up, uh, campers? Bitches? <laughs> I was trying to think campers, and I was like, campers slash bitches? What's up, right. you unwanted bitches? Yeah. That's right. Your parents sent you to summer camp. Yeah, get out my, get out so my they, hair. So they can fuck on your bed while you're gone. Oh, that's nasty. Mm. Yeah. Child bed fuckers. Yeah. So, tonight... On the chopping block, it is going to be part two of the Fear Street trilogy on Netflix, and this is 1978. Now, this kind of hits home for any fan of the slasher film, because, I mean, it takes place at a summer camp in 1978, which, I mean, that might as well be like the precursor to 80s, the yeah. 80s sla- summer slasher. I mean, you got fucking Fire 13th Part 2, which came out in, what, 81? Yeah, that was, that was... Yeah, like... You've got Sleepaway Camp, you've got The Burning, you've got a whole slew of, uh, uh, like, the first, sorry, the first uh, three Friday the 13th, and then part six, which actually had kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to say, the first yeah. one has kids, sort of. Sort of. In the background. Kind of. See, Sleepaway Camp didn't fuck around. There's kids all over the place. Kid murders, too. I mean, mm-hmm. like, Yeah. Like, Friday the 13th's like, yeah, some shit goes down to the counselor's sleepaway camp, stepped it up and said, we're going to take out a couple of the older, you know, kids. Like, mm-hmm. the counselors, and I think there's a couple of kids here or there. Mm. Piranha's got a bunch of kids. Yeah. But this 19, movie, uh, I, will, I will give this movie props. They don't hold back. They don't care what your age is. You're fucking going down. Dude, Piranha killed, like, 20 kids. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> like the original. Yeah, we don't care about the ones in the remake. Yeah. The original one was actually was actually children. But I'm just saying, this one you get the uh, there's like three, got to be like ten year olds. Just well, they didn't go far enough as to show it. They they didn't show it. You can hear no, it. I'm saying you they see didn't the go aftermath did, of it. This is this is where they show aftermath. They understand we can't or we shouldn't show. But you know, actual there's dead no children. hope. In case you're like, well, maybe they got it. Nope, nope. Body parts all over the place. So I'm just saying, you don't usually see ten year old arms and legs covered in gore, for the most part. Yeah. You usually avoid that. All yep. And because the counselors, you expect you expect. Yes. Look, and they stress there's several different counselors fucking in this. We all know they're dead. All right. Uh, yeah. There's two. Actually, wait a second. Two sets. I just realized. Probably the biggest kind of jerk off in this gets away. Mm-hmm. Oh, that upsets me. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's kind of like Halloween 2018 again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn it. Speaking of Halloween 2018, the dude that gets killed on the fence is yeah. in this movie. Mm-hmm. And if there was a more obvious, you're fucking doomed, motherfucker, it's that guy. Yeah. He just screams, I'm going to be a victim of a killer. Yes. And, yeah, this movie makes sure that that But at least happens. in this film, he was trying to do the right thing when trying. he got killed. Versus in the uh, 2018, he was being, like, the creep. Yeah, he was being a jerk off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah, creep. but that dude, I, if I see him in another horror movie, I'm like, all right, so you're dead, and... 
He just yeah. has that face. You just, yeah. just want to stab or kill chop his head off. Yeah. yeah. Or hang him from a fence. Yeah. One of the two. <laughs> so this film picks up pretty much directly after the events of the first one where they've got Samantha tied up and Ziggy had just called them back. So they show up on her door. By the way, you see how fucked up she's been living her life too. Fucking everything oh, on a timer. Oh man, God everything damn. like has notes. It's like 11 I, p.m. Who drinks bourbon for dinner with their mac and cheese? That's someone, just... someone that has uh, 30 plus alarm clocks in their house to let them know and stuff. And they're still kind of the days of not being cursed by yeah. Sarah Fear. Which I thought Holy was fucking shit. awesome. You see on the calendar. Like 5,923 days. And she like has days. it written down like Dude. to the day. Dude. So they show up at her door with Samantha and then... I guess they just leave Samantha tied up somewhere, and they, he tells a little story about when I was a kid. No, no, they put her in the bathroom because the little brother's like, like she's in there. It's, it's she should be fine. She won't get out. Like, like I know if she does, she murder the fuck out of all of us. But we, 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 we like it's really tight. So. It's fine. So yeah, be fine. She's, she'll be fine. She's not gonna murder anybody. So and then and they literally, she there, there's no else to sit. She has a chair in a living room, so they have to sit on the floor. Mm-hmm. So it always turns into like, let me tell you a tale. But they're sitting on the floor because there is no option. She doesn't even have a couch. Yeah. She never has anybody at her house. Nope. It's just her yeah. and her chair. Yeah. And her dog, Major. Yeah. Which, it's going to be Scout or Major or Sarge. I, was it Major Tom, though? I thought it was uh, Wink Wink to uh, Bowie. Yeah, I would, well, because there's a Bowie song in this. Yeah. I do want to throw out that transition real quick. I thought it was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. All right. At the beginning of the movie, it goes into uh, uh, Nirvana's covering, um, what's the name of the fucking song? I can't give you that look, motherfucker. God damn it. You know the name of the song, asshole. Yeah, I it's do. Bowie's cover mm-hmm. from Unplugged. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of this movie, they play Bowie, the original. I thought mm-hmm. that was a cool transition. And what covered? What song did they cover by Bowie? Uh, the man who something something. Oh I, my god, dude. Fuck you, asshole. That's terrible. I'm drawing a blank, motherfucker. Man, sold the world. Thank you. Jesus I do have a man in it. This is wrong with but you. But the transition I was really cool. I play trivia with you? Come on, man. It's Nirvana. Yeah. yeah. I, I blank, anyway. brother. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, they... they uh, Young Ziggy is angry. It's played by Sadie Sink, so another... Another Stranger, Stranger Things yep. alumni, alum, or whatever you want to call them. And um, she's basically being treated like a piece of shit. Well, we get introduced. She's from Shady Side. She's, yeah. She's being chased by the... She's the same Shady Side, Sunnyville, or whatever the fuck. But uh, they're, like, about to fucking attempt to kill her, it seemed like. Like, I thought it was playful. Like, you're a witch, and we're going to do it. But then, like, they look like they're setting up to hang her, and they... Do fucking burn her for real. Mm-hmm. It's like, pretty fucking hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I, you know, I can, like, they said they accused her of stealing money, but, like, we're not talking about, like, quick, like, they had Zippo underarm, like, burn the fuck out of her. Mm-hmm. It's a little more intense than just it's fucking pretty intense, yeah. yeah. So, basically, the story goes that her sister, who, uh, her older sister, is, like, a goody-goody two-shoes. She's Miss Perfect. And she has this perfect boyfriend, uh, Timothy, is his name, I believe. Isn't that his name? Tommy. 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 All right. So Tommy Slater. His name. His last Tommy. name, Tommy. Yeah. <sighs> but he's a virgin. He's just like yeah. yeah. And they're like, well, they sh- all right. So they're cleaning the outhouse. It's like a communal outhouse bathroom that all shits in the same place. We'll get to that later. Yeah. And there's like this red moss growing through the 
Which is weird. Like, yeah. And she gets it on her shirt. She's like, it, I mean, it looks like this is blood. I mean, what's it gets on your shirt? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, they got a red moss and the shitter problem. But it kind of introduced, basically, they spend time introducing you to like a lot of the characters. There's this other couple that just get high and fuck all the time. Yeah. And the because Ziggy got hurt, she goes to see the nurse, who there we find out is Nurse Lane. So it's Ruby Lane's mother. Yeah. The killer who, with the razor from the first one. Which she goes into, starts as she's like healing up, goes into like, the whole thing about, like, my daughter would have done this, you know, mm -hmm. the witch took control of her. It wasn't her, it was the witch. And she completely believes that her daughter was cursed by Seraphir, and no one believed her, and she was trying to prove it. That's why later on when the older sister and Tommy are in the um, uh, cafeteria dining area, she's, like, convinced that Seraphir is going to curse. Like, I can't, like, I want to save you kind of thing. Yeah. Well, she's not just because she saw. Well, she's she not saw, just doing a little. She saw Tommy's name written on the on the stone. thing. Because that's the thing is that this nurse, this mom, she didn't just sort of have an opinion. She's got her research fucking down. She's mm -hmm. got like a book that has like everything. Well, it's got a map around the property. Yeah, I mean, she like she's. It seems like she's pretty much working the camp just because of the property, which is everything related to her uh, fear is. In that area. And she doesn't want something else. She doesn't want what happened to her daughter to happen to somebody else. Yeah. So when Tommy's name showed up on the on the stone, he's, she's like, they I'm brought up you. in the first movie. I forgot about that. The stone that literally all of a sudden just carved in as the person's name. And well, that's... it carved in Samantha's. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you first see it. You just see it at Samantha's name. Yeah. But um, that's, that's the indication of like, and the next person to murder the fuck out of some people is this person. And she sees... Tommy's name. That's what I'm saying. So she tries to go kill him, and of course it doesn't work out. She he pushes her down and like knocks her the fuck out, and then he gets pushed back. But then he they cart her away, and then he starts to feel woozy. Like you see him starting to like zone out the, throughout the rest of the day. Like they yeah. have a capture the flag. Well, it's thing. the 70s. I guess they didn't really deal with concussions because he hits his head so hard that there's he touches the back of his head. and There's blood. They're probably like back in the day. He's alive. She is unco got knocked unconscious, so he's fine. But it's that's what okay. I'm saying. This is it's back okay. in the day when it's yeah. like, oh, just walk it off. Like uh, maybe a trauma to the head or injury. I mean, nah. literally hit it. Yeah, whatever. Just walk it off. Yeah, just put fine. a bandaid on it. You're fine. But did you catch the reference they gave you for this movie in the first one? Mm, what do you mean? So remember that they're babysitting and they need to drop off the two tw the twins. Yeah, that's Mrs. Lane. No shit. Yeah. Okay. Who they, who they drop them off to. Yeah. God damn it. I can believe. No, I missed that. That's yeah. fucking cool. Um, so, well, if it's your only, I guess it helps that, like I said, I've seen them both, I've seen, I've seen them both twice because I just remember the, I recognize the actress because she was in Ozark. She that, was, she was she the was. hotel. The yeah. Hotel she was the owner. hotel, the, the original owner. Or, yeah. 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 Now I read, so, I picked up on that and mm -hmm. I was like, I'm like, she looks familiar. Yeah. It's the main, uh, the original owner of the restaurant for Nozark, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, the, like, this game, it's like capture the flag, and you, but you capture other... It's Sunnyvale versus Shadyside. Yeah, it's color something. It's blue and red, and you capture the other people from the other team. You have to hold them captive till, till the end of the game or yeah. something. Whoever has the most win, you know... Because they, they have different, like, spots they're holding the kids at. Like, uh, It's a weird thing, but team. it's something it's they do every game. year. But it camp. takes the whole fucking night. So while they're off doing that, like I said, Tommy is starting to look weird. Like he zoned out when he was giving his pep talk to his team, and 
uh, he's just kind of off, and then like... Which, again, he could just say, I smacked my head and it's bleeding, I might have concussion. People go, oh, okay, but he's just like, no, I'm good, I'm good. It's fine. All right. It's okay. I mean, like, the movie we're watching, yes, he possessed. But very easily, he could have suffered a head injury and then decided to murder people. It's kind of their fault, because he kind of told you he, he suffered from it. So. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's like I got hit my head. I'm mean, hey. not saying that the whole camp is responsible... But no. they all turned a blind eye, didn't even offer they to did. bandage that shit up, all right? They so, did. Yeah. So now we're seeing <laughs> they decide to go to the nurse's cabin to look at, like, they find her, like, book of all those clues. Like, yeah. the history of Seraphir, the history of the town, where, again, it, it shows the murders up to 78 now. So, like, Ruby Lane was the last person, but then it shows everyone before that, like, the, the boy with the bat, the milkman dude. All that, yeah, and that's all the, way, the nurse all this history about Seraphir, and there's this giant research. map of like all these different spots in yeah. on the on the because apparently Camp Nightwing, which that is a reference to the book uh, Lights Out. That's the only book to ever reference Camp Nightwing. Oh, really? But it is actually a camp in the book. But it, it's funny; it doesn't take place like the story of Lights Out isn't revolved really into what this main focus of this story is like this fish the main focus of the of the part two movie is the underground tunnels yeah and that's in reference to a fear street book called trapped so there's like those are the two like main and then again anything to do with sarah fear is going to is, encompass these yeah you know i mean it's sarah because she's the main focus as the evil right but those are like the two big books where the story came from the name of the because like that is literally the only book to mention cam nightwing and you think that it would have taken a story from that yeah but, no, I guess they just combined it and yeah, they com- exactly yeah. they combined it. Like I said, everything They're is like, uh, everything, everything with the series is general is, is kind of like we're pulling from different parts instead of trying to do direct adaptations, which I think is why this is most successful. Because if they were trying to just do direct adaptations of the stories, it might not have. Yeah. Now if they were going to do a series, I was going to say it, it was an anthology like show which, or something. Yeah. I know they're uh, got they're get they got signed on to do more. Oh really? Stuff. I thought more I might, like movies or are they going to do like an? I'm pretty show sure style? another trilogy. Okay. I think. But it'd be cool if they just did a series. Yeah. Too. Like, you could do, you know, a 10-episode series. You know, it'd be even easy-peasy. Do seasons. This movie definitely kind of goes through different things where it's kind of that kind of, like, creepy, like, investigating what's going on. Things are a little weird. And then it just turns into straight up Friday 13th, like, uh, Camp Slasher. That's what so. I'm saying, because as soon as they go use the map and go and enter the underground tunnels yeah and the two like hippie well they went to there to rob the drugs because she wasn't yeah. there anymore and yeah they run into it but they're like hey we'll come they along they steal fucking in, uh, uh, it's Tylenol yeah. they're like come on they're bro. like this is an unlabeled bottle it's gotta be some good shit he's like no it's fucking Tylenol we remembered it down in the tunnel he's like what is it man I don't remember it sounds familiar and they just take it and I'm like it's fucking Tylenol yeah god damn but I, I love is that they get down to this tunnel and that's, this is where they discover all the sh- they f- discover fears all for stuff like the rock that has the names on it, mm-hmm. all this stuff. But that's when the stoner dude realizes he just town He's like, "That ah, fucking leave, man. I need to get some. I need to get some fucking weed, man." <laughs> yeah, he's like so disappointed. But, meanwhile, Tommy had kind of gone off to the side, and now he's like, he's already been zoned out, and like it, the the Ziggy's older sister, I forget her name, is already been kind of asking like, "Hey, you know what the yeah. fuck?" But now he's like seriously just a like zoned out zombie. Type like yeah, fucking, he, he's kneeling. He looks down. like Samantha did in the first one. Yeah, he's kneeling down and he's 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 looking and pretty he, fucked up. And the boyfriend, as he's leaving, Alice's boyfriend, uh, the druggy couple, 
They, uh, there's another druggy couple. Eesh. I know, that's the thing. But anyway, um, he's like, runs into him, he's saying, he, I forget, he said something, talked some shit, and then this is probably the best kill in this movie. Yeah, it was. Dude. It was quick. Bam. It was like, well, it was multiple, then they showed it. Like, well, it was like, he's talking, and he turns around, and that axe goes right in there, and then. It's like two more slots, and, and then over and when over. He turns again. around to walk away. They show. They don't just. It's not like it's unfocused. It's like no, focused behind him of just his head that's just been just halfway. Yeah, dude, it's, it's so that was such that good was a good effects, shot. Yeah, man. that was really good. And yeah, but what what was fucking crazy is they. He doesn't go after the other the two girls. He ends up like. Well, no, he's going after him, but then they cause a collapse in that, that cave. Oh, that's right, that's right. And so he's cut off, and they're like, okay, maybe he got taken out, but then they hear him breathing. Well, they're in the part of the cave that they're blocked from the exit. He's not. So he's like, all right, well, all right, I'm just going to come back out and find some campers. And, dude, like, the rest of And, by the way, he puts on a flannel. Like, most of the movies were in this yellow shirt. He's, like, the counselor. He puts on the flannel right before they go in the cave. And it's like, yeah, very Jason, like the flannel mm-hmm. with the axe. Like mm-hmm. he's fitting the profile of the the camp killer. He's right? a big dude. Yeah, he's like six foot four, six yeah. foot five. He's like he's not a small guy. And meanwhile, the, you know, the camp thing is still going on, and Ziggy's, you know, not she's um kind of doing her own thing because she had someone come in and terrorize her room, and she's plotting revenge. Oh yeah. So that's now right. we meet the young sheriff from the first movie who killed. You know, Skull Dude. Yeah. Um, Mr. Solomon uh, Good, whatever his first name is. Yeah. I forget what his name is. But he's the young, it's, it's him. It's the young version of him. And they, now you see. But he's a counselor. Ziggy is a, uh, is not a counselor. No, but I thought he was, is he a counselor? Yeah. Okay, I remember, I didn't remember he was That was counselor. the whole thing that, like, uh, they, they kind of brought up that, yeah, he really shouldn't be flirting with the, mm-hmm. you know. The the, the the kids. <laughs> so they're kind of hanging out and they're helping her plot the revenge of the girls that, uh, or the main girl especially that did, that like, I mean, they wrote like monster on her wall and like all this really fucking horrible shit. Yeah. She's a witch and all this other stuff. Just fucked up her whole bunk. Yeah. So, know? and she's just like, fuck them. I'm getting revenge. So her revenge was the girl, she get she writes a fake letter to the girl to meet her in the bathroom or the outhouse, which uh, I guess is a romantic place to get your fuck on. Um, yeah, that is a weird thing. Like, because she, she walks in, she's it. like, "Oh, we could have, oh yeah, could have, could have used my bunk." I'm like, "Who's gonna go fucking a toilet?" I mean, I get it. I guess there's a whole thing around that. There's, you know, that's where, yeah, whatever. But you know, and they set it up to where it's like candles, and it is set. You know, it's set up to be a real cool rendezvous. And she goes into the stall that she's guided towards. But really, they carried her because they referenced Carrie. Right. So the Stephen King reference was awesome. But except it's not blood they use; it's a bucket full of fucking like cockroaches. Oh god! And big right in their fucking hair, dude. big. I mean, not oh. just cockroaches. It's like beetles. It's like big fucking bugs. Yeah. Because they got them from the, uh, the insect. Uh, the whole like they have a whole like nature. Yeah, nature thing. Thing, like uh, cabin. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, oh, that's, that's fucked up. That's, that's so fucking, fucked up. Because they lock her in too, so she's like trapped, covered. And fucking bugs, in. Yeah, it was disgusting. Nick, Nick Good is the, I'm pretty sure. Nick, yeah, yeah, Nick Good, yeah. So she's, and it shows her just screaming. And they they all, and they put a screwdriver in the door so she can't get out. Yeah, trapped in the shitter covered in bugs. That's so gross. That sucks. That's terrible. But you did call her a witch. So, eh, sorry. 
So at I mean, the same I mean, time, she burned. I mean, she like she called her witch. She fucking burned her with a zippo. All right, so mm-hmm. bitch kind of had it coming. All right. No, she totally had it coming. Yeah, totally did. Now well, at this I time, I think she survived. She did. Yeah. Well, at least that part. All the sh- no, all the shitty people I think survived. We never saw her get killed. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so this at this point, the two girls that are still in the tunnel, Ugh. Ziggy's older sister and Alice, are trying are trying to find a way out. And the sister recognizes the red moss, and she's thinking well, the outhouse. Uh, there's a scene right before they find the red moss. Well, red. no, that happened. Oh no, that's yeah. no. It's in the process. They it's find in the process. It. They have. They used to be best friends. They have a falling out. Alice goes around to go goes away. Cindy is the is Ziggy's Cindy. Sister. Yeah. Well, wait. No, they find that pulsating thing first. That's right, and she and touches, she touches it. it, and she starts seeing shit, so she yeah. runs away. And then she trips. Yeah. And then when she trips, of course, she breaks her ankle and there's a giant bone. And that bone comes right. It is, it is not slightly they out. Focus that bitch on is that fucking thing. They're like, yeah. hanging out. They're like, here you go. Yeah, fuck you. Yes. Here you go. Yes, yes, I, I remember. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. They did, they did close up. They did multi yeah, they, they, angles they, they, of that shit. They, they focused away from her and showed the bone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah. I, well, yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. So. Anyway, and I will say this because Cindy, up to that point, is very timid. Like they literally joke around. Oh my God, did you use a cuss word? But she's talking to Alice after this happens, and as she's talking, she's like, "I'm going to confess something to you," and getting Alice to pay attention, and just slams that bone back in the leg. I was like, "Fuck that noise!" (laughs) It's so awesome. (laughs) I actually put my notes for this was like a boner for Hunter. Oh yeah. Oh man. So. But at the same time, this is going on. So then, like, they eventually help her. They limp along, and they, Cindy notices the fucking red moss, and then they realize, okay, it's the outhouse. But at the same time, well, this they is fall. Hap- they, she goes, she sees a little bit of it. And she goes, wait a we'll second. That means we have got to be close to the camp. Let's follow this tunnel with the red yeah. moss, because yeah, yeah. the, the, the place the that would be would be the shitter. And meanwhile, while this is happening, we've got fucking Tommy out there, just. uh Chopping away at Killing people. nerds, man. Because there's like one kid that's kind of nerdy with the glasses. That kid had a bad. Because That wasn't find his first kill. He had killed, I don't know, a couple other a few, yeah, counselors. A few other but I'm just saying, uh, when they find the nerd kid, it's his blue shirt just chopped with pieces everywhere. Yeah. And the glasses broken. Mm. Like, the oh, the best way to signal, I murdered the shit out of this kid, this nerd kid, is just remnants of a shirt and glasses. And then just... Gore everywhere. Just gore everywhere. <laughs> he kills the two. He kills the douche, dude, douche dude who's fucking the hippie chick first. No, he doesn't. He kills the hippie chick. He discovers it. No, but he kills the hippie chick before he kills the. No, no, he kills the hippie chick. Right. But I'm saying before the kid with glasses, like he's covered in blood when he shows up to kill the kid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying douchey dude gets on the bus. He, he's driving the bus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he gets away. God damn it. He survives. I was waiting for him to get killed. Yep, he survives. Yeah. Fucker. Nope. <laughs> Just like, so at the time the sister, so basically the sister and Cindy get to the outhouse. By the way, this whole, this whole scene's fucking disgusting from here on out. Yeah, because we realized, pretty much, Ziggy realizes, yeah, oh shit, we should probably, now there's a killer, maybe I should let the girl out that I trapped in the outhouse. Mm-hmm. At the same time, Cindy and Alice are discovering the Red Moss tunnel that's right below the outhouse, covered 
shit and red moss everywhere. Mm -hmm. So and it's just like uh, gross cause they're climbing up the shit wall. There's this toilet paper. They're like paper here, here. Let me the bucket. Uh, these, I I know. We find me an alternative. I mean, I'm not climbing up walls or shit. I know there's a killer there, but they're actually safer in the shit tunnel than the people in the outhouse. Yeah. So. So I mean, basically, they eventually. I mean, they eventually make there's it. There's some out. more kids that get killed. They make it out of the outhouse. Yeah. They make it to the. Well, no, they don't. Well, they start. Uh, no, they're trying to make it out of that house. This is where Halloween 2018 dude that is asking for. He gets for it. killed. Um, but he gets killed in an awesome way because he's literally gets to head chopped. Head goes into the shitter part and rolls, and then his body rolls with it in yeah. there. Which I'm not sure how he his whole body fit into the shitter hole. We won't worry about that. It just happened. No, because barely uh, uh, Sadie <laughs> Singh's head just barely went through it. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so, but anyway, they didn't because the killer's in there, so they didn't go that route. Uh, they basically the killer chases Sadie Singh to the cafeteria. The sister uses another tunnel um, and leaves Alice there because. Alice is like, no, go. Like, I can't run. Yeah. Yada, yada. And this is where the killer gets the, the sack. Yeah. And That's right, because he goes after Sydney, and she kind of stands up for herself, but she throws the yeah. sack on there, and then she stabs the fuck out of him mm. over and over till eventually she, she kills him. No, well, I guess Ziggy's the first one that puts a sack on. Ziggy puts a sack yeah. on, yeah. And then Sydney shows up to help out, but both of them, they both fuck him up. All the other kids and the counselors... Don't do shit. It's Ziggy and her sister that fucking take the fucking dude out. And all right, so here was an awesome scene, but it was also pretty fucking funny. Cindy finally she does make it out, but she finds she digs through the shit and finds Seraphir's oh, hand. Oh yeah, because she's got she's been getting visions because she touched the whatever that pulsating thing is. Yeah, was it? Oh, it was Alice. I thought that had the visions. Alice, sorry, yeah. Alice. Alice had the visions. So she found and she found the hand. So she managed to get herself up to the cafeteria to get herself out uh, but after she leaves leg. that you start to see that other kill the, the other killers are coming out of that pulsating yeah. gel thing whatever yeah that same kind of cgi bullshit from the first one yeah. again there's so much like the first one there's so much really strong practical effects we just have this kind of groan inducing cgi that they keep trying to sell us on when these killers get kind of resurrected yeah and there you so they thought they killed because they stabbed the fuck out of sack killer and you know this time like i said cindy uh, alice comes out she's talks about the hand and she wants she's got to do something good and something right well they didn't know that sack dude can't die because he was cursed by sarah and he's gonna come back to life so what happens to her yeah <laughs> Axe to the fucking chest yeah. Well, did Cindy or Ziggy get blood on the hand, and that's pretty much like, now you're fucked. Like Ziggy bled, had got a nosebleed and bled on the. Yeah, and that, the nosebleed's a reoccurring thing with Sarah Fears and yeah, like, who but she's that's kind with. of the homing signal of all right, all right, get this bitch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you nosebleed. Just look the other way. Stop tripping blood on the fucking bodies and mm -hmm. hands. There's all the characters, and they just had tampons and showed up their nose. Could be, still be alive, all right? God damn it. So with Alice out of the way, the sister because they, they they were talking about they need to go put the hand back at the hanging tree at the hanging tree. That's where that's where Seraphir, that's where her body is. Mm -hmm. That's where you, you reunite the hand with the body. The curse goes away. Except for when they get there, oh, there's no body. And this is a tense moment, by the way, because now 
It's not just fucking Sackhead. It's Ruby Lane. It's the little killer. Milkman. It's the Milkman. And they're all slow. Oh, it's the dude with the, again, the guy who did the, the, gas, gut, thing. Yeah. the gas thing. But they're all slowly walking towards the hanging tree. And they're digging, and they, they, they hit something. They're like, fucking, there we go. And it's a fucking rock. It's almost a fuck you rock, I would say. It's the fuck you rock. They, they go, oh, wait, wait, wait. This has got to be the body. No, it's a rock. And it's like, the witch lives forever. Mm. It almost like, yeah, you're fucked. Mm. Yeah, that you got the hand. Somebody already uh, clearly way back. Somebody moved the body. Yeah, (laughs) but it's such a fuck you. It wasn't just they didn't find it. They find a rock that has inscribed (laughs) on there. Yeah, you're fucked. You're fucked. Hey, if you're being if killers are slowly walking towards you, and this was your hope, um, you're completely fucked. And they are. They're fucked. I mean, they got the fuck stabbed out of them, dude. Yeah, it well, it's funny, like, cause, uh, well, not funny, but it's crazy because Ziggy's get stabbed, and you're like, oh, so the person telling the story has got to be Sydney, the older one. No, Sydney's got an axe to the chest But then Sydney gets axed over and over and over and over and over and over again. Like, it is just continuous yeah. axe to the Ziggy chest. Ziggy just got pervy milkman staring at her like, stab, stab, stab. Yeah, uh, not so creepy. The, you know, he needs to be fired because he did not complete his... He, he kind of stabbed like two times. Was like, I'll let the bitch bleed out. Well, he stabbed her like six or seven times, but it was all on the side. Yeah, but I'm just saying, Hatchet. Uh, I mean, not Hatchet. Uh, Sackhead. Fucking axe to the fucking chest. Just yeah. ca- he. It wasn't once or twice. He kept digging in. He's making some roast beef. All right. It's almost like if the axe wasn't coming down or peeling her chest, it's like she was getting fucking yeah. hammered pretty good. Yeah. Like I mean, because her body was like clunk clunk clunk. clunk. Like like God damn, dude. But you you get to where they die. Mm-hmm. Then Nick Good shows up and is able to somehow bring Ziggy back. I don't know how mouth-to-mouth resuscitation works with multiple stab wounds, but it did. Mm. Power of love, maybe. Mm. Was it Huey Lewis moment? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I just I can't. I that's the only thing I can't figure out is she died, and he like you know resurrect brings her back, but I don't know how you do that. She's bleeding out, but somehow. He, she's not dead. I don't know. But yeah. then Nick's an asshole because she's like, dude. You'll believe me, please. Believe me. Come on, man. You saw all the shit that went down. Like, oh, uh, yeah, no, no, just Tommy went crazy and killed people. Just like, and she's like, fuck you. Fuck you. So that kind of takes us back to the present day in 94. And you're like, oh, fuck, we got to gotta go find the hand. It's by the hanging tree. So, okay. Where's the camp now? Mm-hmm. I said, and where's the hanging tree? Where's that camp? What happened to the camp? Oh, they built a mall over there. Fucking mall. So, hold but on, they, hold on, but... hold on. Who the fuck builds a mall around a tree and the land and the and the ground stays so un, not disturbed that there's a hand three, like two, maybe, not, no, I'm sorry. So we'll say like two six feet. Like six inches. Two, we'll, we'll give them, Dude. We'll give them two feet. I'll give them two feet. They got some good digging in. That was ridiculous. Back in the 70s. But still, you, yeah, no, for the most part, yeah, that hand shouldn't be there. But it is. It continues the storyline. They go to the mall, dig the fucking hand out, and now let's reunite the hand with the body. Continuation and part three. <laughs> like, yeah, because like Dina, I think it's just Dina made it to the. Yeah, because we get back to Dina. She's like, all right, her and her brother get the hand. And then he, she's like, stay in the fucking car, takes the hand, drops it on the body, and then. Yeah, because that's the reason. That's, she, so that's now, how. That's how Samantha got possessed was because where she bled on the ground was actually where the body got moved to. So they knew where the body was. Yep. So she 
so Dina does that, puts the hand with the body, and then she gets visions of Sarah, and then she actually gets transported back to 1666 and is reliving Sarah's final, Sarah Fear's final days. Yeah. To be continued, part three. So this sequel, again, The Past Chopping Block, I enjoyed it. Had this some, is my second yeah, time watching it. Yeah, had a lot of kills. It. Very early Friday the 13th, reminiscent. I mean, like, the, the main killer, Tommy, has the a lot of... With a story that has fucking a lot matters. of... I would say Jason from part two kind of moments. But with a lot of, but with a story that actually, okay, I actually want to, as they uncover stuff, it's okay. Like, it's interesting. It's not like they tried to add a story to a slasher film that just is fucking stupid. And there's some fuck you moments of gross, like, you know, being in a tunnel of shit Mm -hmm. and broken bones. I mentioned the fucking snake thing where Ziggy mentions randomly how she hates snakes. And then Tommy's, as he's slowly walking, breaks a glass case with a snake and fucking slithering all for fucking Ziggy. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of, like, really good suspense moments on top of it just being I don't know. a camp killer movie. That tree thing back in 94 irked me, though. Yeah, like, really? What the fuck? Yeah. Like, they, no, it wasn't, dude, it was not even two feet. They literally went, like a dog could have undug it. Yeah, it's like they use their keys. Like, oh, good, I'm glad I have keys that can dig this very shallow. And then you're like, so what, nobody else would have found this? Not to mention it was right by the corner yeah. where they have a perfectly mall, like, frame. Yeah. The same tile that is on the mall floor. I do want to throw this out real quick, by the way. Just as in 94, really thought strong music choices. They played, yeah. this. They played Don't Feel the Reaper. They played um, uh, Carry On, Wayward Son, that like a pretty, couple right, times. Right at the beginning, of, yeah. The, yeah. Oh, but, and when they turned the music on yeah. to Hyder Sound when he was... Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb. That yeah. was at the end of the movie. Well, it was a cherry bomb. Remember, though, uh, Alice and her boyfriend, they're fucking a cherry bomb. Yeah. Because that's how you know she's like, she's kind of fucking like, you know, the rebel. But, they, but I mean, shit. the credits was cherry bomb, too, yeah. so that was cool. Yeah. But no, yeah, was, so I, again, just like 94, I really like the music. other songs I feel like I'm missing, but yeah. Yeah. So it, it that that was really solid. I'm looking forward to, uh, what's the next one, 1666? Yeah, 1666. And all the, uh, you know, relevant music of that time period. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think yeah, they ever do that. Really yeah, much of a soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, sixty sixty six. But no, again, yeah, they 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 really made a period piece from I feel like from seventy eight in this. It's just so. fun, man. Like yeah, it was just fun, fun movie. And again, to watch. they don't hold back. They kill fucking kids left and right. Yeah, they killed a lot of kids in this. Yeah, one. yeah. Because there's another scene where there was like three in one. You get ten year olds, blims everywhere afterwards. Yeah. Mm. So <laughs> yeah. All right, stay tuned for part three. Oh, yeah. And till then, embrace the madness. Lowdown Brown. Inviting you to check out Geek Some of the Influence, a podcast that pairs booze with conversation with good friends. And a little nerd culture. We get a lot of colorful conversation out of our episodes, but 
It is here for everyone. No gatekeeping. Always level up everything we do. We'll punch up, never punch down. Exactly. So check out Geeks Under the Influence everywhere you get your podcasts and join us or die. Shut the fuck up, Hobbit. Welcome to GUI Nights. GUI Nights. Yeah, I am Lowdown Brown. With me as always, Mike the Hobbit. This is the tangential side of GUI. This is like so many of those other shows that has the after the show bit mixed with a little bit of Baywatch Nights, so it's a little sexier. It's a little bit after hours. Also while tying it into the previous episode of GUI, so look forward to that too because this comes out the week after the flagship hour-long episode. So make sure to check out GUI Nights, and uh, when you're done, you can go the fuck home. Hey guys, Scotty P here with Smash on your left. And we are the Geek Fathers. That's right, bringing all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So welcome to our world. And as always, join us or cry. In a world with too many reboots and remakes, two men will stop at nothing to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit and Tondi as they play by their own rules while pitching new takes on some of your favorite and least favorite films and TV shows. What podcast would dare to bring this upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness. My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com. In a world of blockbuster movies, there is another dimension. The Dimension of Schlock Cinema. Join us at Beautiful Disasters on a journey into the fringe territory of B-movie abandon. We review the flicks that are forgotten or underappreciated to give them a proper place in the annals of celluloid history. I'm the Groots. F.U. Hunter. Your guides at Beautiful Disasters. Come along with us for a fun ride. May, May the, the Schlock be with you. you.